yeah, it's a $300 million movie, so fuck you. No, I'm going to judge it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on. One of you nuts has got any guts. Let's put a smile on that face. You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you by what right? Because I have a right to be. Uh, I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Let's let the healing begin. Welcome to Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle, a part of the following films network. So, of course, this week, the gigantic release is DCEU's Justice League. And to cover that, I have uh, the world's biggest comic book fan, right? Andrew from AB Film Review? <laughs> yeah, naturally. Yes. Yeah, of course. So before we jump into that, why don't you tell people about your show and maybe where they can find you online? Uh, so people can find me, AB Film Review, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, abfilmreview.com. Uh, but the show, which I probably should talk about because it's, you know, people have heard me before on the show, um, but Mike has played, go and listen to that. It's a new show, which you're on, I'm on, uh, a couple of other people are on. Uh, we're going to talk about those two. They don't um, matter. No. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie podcast about movie podcasts. It's a good show. Go and listen to it. All right. Right on. Okay. So, uh, now we get into Justice League. So I think this should be interesting because I saw... Uh, you had written, you had actually written a review on your website about Justice League. So, what are your general thoughts on Justice League? Are you happy with it? It's fun. It's good. It's fine. You know, people should enjoy it for what it is. Uh, it's stupid fun. Uh, it's nothing deep. That's. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably about it. Nothing deep. What about you? Uh, my reaction was like, this is okay. Which is, I know, is like the worst thing on a on a podcast it's not exactly a hot take it's not like it's the best movie ever and it's or it's horrible but it's just it's fine uh and i think what's interesting is i think my uh my expectations for dc movies are pretty low um i really enjoyed wonder woman i think that was a better third act away from being a legitimately great movie uh, but the rest of it is uh, not great for me. I mean, I've, it's well documented, my hatred of Batman versus Superman. And and even though I've kind of, uh, kind of calmed down about it a lot, same thing with Man of Steel. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, so this is, this is a step up from those for me. I enjoyed my time with it, but I do feel like it, uh, it's indicative of the problems I have with the movie are kind of indicative with the way DC has kind of run their business. Uh, and, you know, of course, the easy comparison is Marvel, where Marvel started out with making solo movies that did really well and then slowly building them up until there was a team up. And DC, of course, would rather just uh, slap them all together as soon as possible. You know, Aquaman didn't get his own movie. We don't know anything about him before this movie. Same thing with The Flash. And I think uh, I think it suffers because of that, because there's a lot of there's a lot of moments where they don't know how to interact. They don't know each other. So the movie takes a long time to get going. I think once the team is together and working together, I think the movie does really well. I think uh, some of the action is really fun. Their their kind of quips back and forth really work. Uh, but the beginning of the movie is a little rough for me, although it does give the opportunity for what I think is one of my favorite comic book performances I've ever seen, uh, which is Ezra Miller's The Flash. I think he's fantastic here. And I think in those slow moments, I feel like he really saves the movie. Yeah, he is. He is absolutely fantastic. Really, really great. Um, and, you know, the, the film does do a pretty good job of getting itself back on its feet after the 
supremely disastrous first two minutes, uh, you know, where Superman is a podcast guest on some kid's uh, <laughs> thing and you have the worst uh, CGI ever, ever. You know, a lot has been said about this moustache, but oh, it's, it's bad. they should have taken, yeah, they should have taken one look at that and gone, we don't need that. There was no need for that at all. They should have paid Henry Cavill another $9 million and been like, shave your fucking mustache and come back for reshoots. What are you doing? Like, this looks, I mean, this looks, like, amateur is not a strong enough word for it. It is distracting. It is bad. And especially for a movie that has spent this much money. And I know there's been a really troubled production. I mean, you know, Zack Snyder went through, like, a personal tragedy and that was awful. But, like, when you separate that and just look at this as a movie, it's like, what are you guys doing? I mean, and there's all these close-ups of this kind of reconstructed, horrible Henry Cavill face. Like, it just... And you know what really sucks? Is this the first time I really liked Henry Cavill here? I think he's really good. No. I, I think he's good here. Like, they finally let the guy crack a smile. Finally, he's not so dour. I enjoyed his performance, but there are moments on the reshoots where even his voice seems off. So, like, the ADR was a problem, too. Like, it's just... There's a lot of problems, technically, with this movie. Okay, so that's that's the point which I think is quite interesting is that this is a problematic film in the sense that there's a lot of issues with it, uh, which you can get into in spoilers. But I think the thing is is that you know you can easily pick on all of those issues, or you can sit there and go, I know that it was a problematic shoot, so you know what, I'm going to be forgiving just this once, and let all that slide by and just enjoy the film for what it is. Because if you want to go all cinema sins on this film and you know that's a bit of a dick move to do uh but if you want to do that it's very easy to do um but i think that it's enjoyable at least you know the the chemistry between these characters is enjoyable and that's the key thing is that if it's enjoyable in that regard then that's all that matters isn't it like i mean kind of high art people i yeah i totally agree with that but i do kind of take uh, issue with the way you started that of kind of like, well, you have to, you, it was a troubled shoot. So you have to make allowances. No, I don't. I absolutely do not. They spent a lot of money and they put this movie out to be, to be judged. Apparently. Yeah. It's a $300 million movie. So fuck you. No, I'm going to judge it. Absolutely. And like the way the script is put together is choppy at best. You know, you could tell where Joss Whedon came in and punched up the dialogue. Like, that stuff does really work. Um, and I think, you know, I like the fact that they're having fun with to some things. Point. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. When you have two very different perspectives, like, it's it's pretty noticeable. So the movie feels really uneven. But I will say there's a lot of, you know, I have talked a lot of shit about Zack Snyder. Uh, but he visually does some pretty amazing stuff. And there's some stuff in this movie where I was like, oh yeah, there's Zack Snyder. There's, he's doing what he does best. Like there's a montage in the beginning, which kind of shows the sorrow of, of the world over, over Superman's death and, and you know, the crime increasing and that stuff really works. And for once, like I actually felt something when it came to Superman's death, which I didn't feel at the end of Batman versus Superman. So you're telling me that, you know, it just needed the, the sight of a hijab wearing shopkeeper That's right. uh, to be and beaten pe- by a skinhead. Peaches <laughs> you know, being thrown like in the air. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like you said, it's not high art, but it has to, it has to evoke some sort of reaction. And I'm glad this finally did at some level, you know, but I did, as the team was coming together to me, like I could feel how rushed this, this team up was like, it just, you know, and especially when you have characters like, you know, spe- specifically the character of, um, 
See, I didn't remember his name. Uh, the character of Cyborg, who, no, especially if you're not a comic book fan, nobody knows who the fuck that is. So you're trying to do, like, a whole origin story uh, in, like, 12 minutes before the before the team teams up. And it was just like, if you had actually gotten these characters to a point where we knew who they were and we cared about their struggles, then this could actually work. The, the, the key thing is, though, I think, like, I enjoy all of these people together, mm-hmm. but... I, you know, it, it's really kind of silly in some regards, but I would have no interest in watching a solo film with any of these people by themselves. I'd watch a but Flash or an Aquaman I'm, solo, easy, no problem. Sh- sure, I'd watch. I'd watch Cyborg's that, but, awful, though. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I actually enjoyed that, but I don't want him by himself. Mm-hmm. But that's that's nitpicking something that doesn't exist. Right. I, I think as a whole, I think this is enjoyable. And, you know, it's hard after coming from, you know, a, a year which uh, has begun with Logan, has Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, has Thor, Ragnarok, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a pretty great year for, for superhero films. So for this film to come along and be like, just fine, uh, it feels like... Uh, I don't know. It feels like the the perfect kind of uh, come down from this big year in yeah. some regards. You know, it's it's been enjoyable and been exciting. And this is kind of like, yeah, it's not great, but it's fine. I think you're right. I think this this movie is a lot of fun once it gets going. But what I never want to fucking hear ever again is DC fans going, Marvel villains suck, okay? Because Steppenwolf is a fucking terrible villain. It is a CGI shit show. And no, and you have no reason to give a shit throughout the whole movie. And like, if you, I bet if you chopped up this movie, there's almost an hour of that character rampaging through the movie. So it's not like it's something that's small that you can ignore. It's hard to watch. I mean, God bless. Uh, I'm trying to uh, Sierra Hins who did the voice. God bless him. Like he really tried. He really went all out uh, on his performance. But I mean, it looks bad. And there's a lot of close-ups where I was just like, there is no part of me that believes what is happening on screen right now. But he's a completely CGI character. There's no screen motion capture at all. Whose fault is that? You know, I remember. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's just like, and I don't know. I I don't mind the fact that he's so pointless because I think we've got to spend so much time with the, our heroes that right. we really enjoy their presence. That if there was a, a bigger villain or anything like that, then it would kind of detract from it. Um, which Could I'm you make with, it excuses? You know, it's good that there's a shitty villain because I want to look at my heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I mean, like, I think it's important in regards to they need to get these heroes set up properly so that in Justice League Volume 2 or Part 2, or, you know, do well, Maybe or they should they have done that it. a couple years ago. I'm just saying. <laughs> With George Miller at the helm, that would have worked. Uh, that would have worked. It would have been something different, that's for sure. I have a hard time, uh, like, looking at some reviews and some people on Twitter, like, really hating this movie. I was like, I'm not sure what movie you watched. Like, this is not, I mean, at what level, like, this is not really something to get worked up over. And that's kind of just a problem with with comic book movies in general that we get so fucking worked. Like, it's it's a comic book, guys. Like, yes, it can, mm. it can go after um, some deep themes. It can. But it doesn't have to. It's just, you know, it's people running around in tights for God's sakes. Like, let's let's fucking <laughs> reel it in a little bit. But one thing was interesting that that I heard going in was the the treatment of Wonder Woman was being kind of lambasted by a lot of female critics. Um, and it wasn't as bad as I feared it would be. 
because um, I heard things about like upskirt shots and lingering, yeah. you know, and there's and there's a little bit of that. There is, um, especially in the beginning, in the beginning of the film. There's a couple shots where I was like, we're staying here a little too long uh, on on Gal Gadot's ass, which I understand. She's a beautiful woman and you want to let the camera linger. But she's wearing this. It's interesting because she's wearing the same outfit as she was wearing in her movie directed by Patty Jenkins. And there is, I mean, I think this is actually a really great example of the difference between having a man direct a movie with Wonder Woman and having a woman direct it. Like, you can see the difference. The male gaze is there. Like, you can see, and some of it's how she's dressed. Like, you know, just like in Batman versus Superman, there's lots of, like, kind of unnecessary plunging necklines going on. And and I think it's interesting. I, you know, I may be reading too much into this, but I think there's some scenes that uh, Joss Whedon took care of where all of a sudden there's a giant scarf over this plunging yeah. neckline. Like, there's, uh, there's this one spot <laughs> where she comes out and she's got, like... You know, she's going to Egypt or something. Right. And like, okay. and then it disappears. No the worries. next scene, and you're like, oh, I guess it's, you know, it's colder outside, I guess. Uh, I don't think Amazon's yeah. really get that cold, but whatever. You know, uh, but it, I thought it was just interesting to kind of watch this. I was fully expecting to be really angered by it, and I wasn't. I was like, okay, that's a little lame. Some of it's about, like, there's a, there's a scene early in the movie where she's standing over uh, a fallen enemy in the, the scene in the bank in the very beginning. Uh, and instead of having the camera like over her shoulder, they have it from this guy's view, which is like at her feet. So we get this like weird yeah. kind of upskirt angle. And it was like, what do, come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Like at this point, like everyone loves Wonder Woman. We don't have to titillate the audience anymore. And I think this is just, this is Zack Snyder. Like if if you look at, I mean, and some of it from all genders. If you look at stuff like 300 and, and you look at, and even in this movie scenes, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say Superman comes back. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. But there's a scene when he comes back and like, you know, he is shirtless for a long time. And I am appreciative. That's a good 15 minutes. It's, yeah, yeah. And they do not shy away from that. So some of it is just like, I think, I think Snyder just, he likes sex. Like he like, he thinks sex sells and he's like, I'm going to, I have beautiful stars in this movie. I'm just going to show it. You know, but there is definitely yeah. a difference between the way Wonder Woman is presented in this movie. The most upsetting thing for me for Wonder Woman is, without giving anything away, they try in a lot of ways to make her the moral compass of the team with decisions they're making. Uh, but they don't really do the work for it. They just they just go like, oh, uh, don't do that because uh, I think it's bad. And then everyone like just kind of goes, that's nice. We're going to do it anyway. Like, they don't really – like, if you're going to have that conversation, have that conversation. Like, decide what kind of movie you're going to be. I don't think the, it adds much to the movie. And it also doesn't add much to the movie to have her still, like, you know, reacting when people talk about Steve Trevor. You know? Like, it's just like we, – we that came across in Wonder Woman. Everybody in the fucking world saw that. You know? And it's like – it's cheap. It's cheap psychology. For, like, Batman to try and get under her skin and be like, oh, yeah, your dead boyfriend. Like, okay, you know, like, this is silly. And it and her reaction, like, actually, for me, came off as silly. And it shouldn't. Like, we should we should care about that. Well, for me, it's kind of like, you know, it's been, what, 80 years or something right. since that And the there's going to like... be a sequel. That's the other thing. There's going to be a sequel where she's going to come back and fight some more, right? We know there's going to be a Wonder Woman 2, but they keep harping on this, like, you disappeared since Steve Trevor died. And it's like, uh, she's going to come back and we're going to go back and this is all going to be wrong. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like they wrote yeah, it before the they knew Wonder comes... Woman was going to be a big hit. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. just bring her back for these movies. Uh, well, I think the problem is as well is that they, you know, it comes from that male perspective. Right. Uh, you know, she can't be a character without 
mourning over somebody else. Right. And, you know, there's there's a sequence like with uh, uh, Mrs. Kent and Lois Lane. You mean and Martha? Lois, yeah, Martha. <laughs> Martha that's it. <laughs> but there's, there's this really weird shot where um, Lois is gets interrupted by this news reporter and he's like – Oh, there's this story uh, that's running. So uh, do you mind if I do it? And Lois is like, "Yeah, no worries. Uh, that's fine." And then Martha just happens to be sitting there in the Daily Planet and is like, "Why didn't you go and do the story?" And she's like, "No, it's too soon. Too soon." Right. I'm like, right. oh, "See, what and the this fuck is, is this about? Like, this is a problem with the whole movie, and this has the movie. This has a problem that a lot of comic book movies have had. But actually, I feel like it was more noticeable here. Is there's so much exposition in this movie." Like this whole like fucking mother box thing and who the villain is. And it's just like, I mean, the first 30 minutes of the movie are like, blah, blah, blah. Let me introduce all this fucking nonsense that no one really cares about. Like, and I swear to God, they must have said mother box 900 times in this movie. And it was like, that is silly. Please stop saying that word. And it just, it continues this fascination with mothers in the DCEU. It's continued from Man of Steel to Batman versus Superman to now. They just won't let it go. Yeah. So, I mean, I I spent a lot of time harping on this movie, but this is a really good time. Like, it's a good time in the theater. The crowd reacted very well. You can see the seams here, very much so. There's no question about that. But I don't think it takes away from it being an enjoyable movie. And there's lots of little moments, as I mentioned, particularly with The Flash. There's a moment with The Flash running uh, around Superman and kind of – and I think they do a really good job of showing the quick reactions both of The Flash and Superman in a really quick scene with just Henry Cavill's Mm -hmm. eyes darting across and seeing what's going on when everyone else can't keep up. And it's a great visual moment. And I'm like, oh, this is so – that was another moment where I was like, Snyder, like – Visually, that man knows exactly what he's doing. Like that, the visual language of that scene is impressive. Like it takes eight seconds to figure out everything that's going on with these five characters all interacting, and it was great. Definitely, uh, I don't have much more to add on the non-spoilers. All right, because, well, um, let's, then let's go to spoilers. Things, which I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go to spoilers right now. Spoilers. What? Read ahead. Spoil all the surprises. Not peeking at the end. Isn't traveling with you one big spoiler? That's classified. That's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Okay, so why is Superman's grave just out in the middle of nowhere? Like, <laughs> for starters, like somebody else would have come and dug him up. That's Well, like, because do they make it what? clear at the end of the last movie that people know that Clark Kent was Superman? I don't think no, they did. So no one, no one would have dug face? him up because he has a separate grave. Um, elsewhere, like they have a separate funeral for Superman, and then they have Clark Kent's funeral in other places. I think. Okay, well, that's that how they did it. That. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. silly that no I one put this together, but I mean that—that's the world they're building. Like, okay, whatever. Because I think at the end of BBS, they have um, they have like uh, a news report, and the headline says Superman's dead, and then like on the fifth page in the bottom corner is like you know reporter from the Daily Planet dies in accident, and it was. You know, they were separate stories. So I think that's the excuse they're going to go with for why no one knew where Superman was buried. I think that there are some plot points. Like, it's a very hard film to spoil in a lot of, lot of ways because it's just a superhero film right. doing superhero things. But some of the moments with the revived Superman were just really atrocious. Like, Do you mean when he was just revived? Just dialogue. Yeah, or when he goes off to back to the farm and... Uh, Lois is like, you smell good. 
and then he has this moment and Henry Cavill just fails at this line of dialogue, which is, did I smell bad before? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's, he's, I mean, in defense of Henry Cavill, he's got a lot going on in that sequence. Like he's got to, he's got to get across that he's not quite back yet and he's got to be flirtatious and that's tough. But I do feel like when he first gets revived and that fight sequence happens and his reactions, like, I really like that sequence, like him going after Batman and that I mean, that stuff really worked. Um, I almost feel like it would have been better if if Lois had managed to calm him down off screen and we weren't subjected to this ridiculous uh, discussion of Superman's scent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, what is going on here? And, you know, but I feel like after that line, I feel like it picks up fine. And I think when Superman is back in action, I think they also did a good job of kind of showing just – how much stronger Superman is than everyone else in that final fight sequence. And I also liked there's, it's actually one of my favorite Henry Cavill moments as Superman. Cause he actually got to crack a joke is after they take care of Steppenwolf. Like he's lying there and, you know, knocked out by this blast. And he says, I changed my mind. I'd like to die and just cracks a smile and jokes. And I was like, I really like this Superman. Where was this? Where was this for nine hours of film before this? Like, and that's the thing is Henry Cavill. I've seen him in other things and he can be charming, but they were just so obsessed with making him dour and making a Superman story that was not light that they just never allowed it. So I'm glad we're finally getting, and it's the perfect time for it, right? In the team up movie and the movie ends with like them essentially shutting up, uh, setting up the, the Justice League of America, you know, buying out this building and, you know, they're going to set up their table with room for more people. And I was like, this really works, but I'm glad they're like setting that up. And despite this movie's flaws and there are many which we have talked about um i'm looking forward to the next adventure of this justice league i think i think it was a really really uh, obvious decision to be like all right we're going to take this away from the city because we don't want accusations of batman again. killing people again and yep. stuff like that and i also really liked the uh i really, really liked the second after trailer scene i thought that was really That's cute was and say, really yeah. fun like and it's it's interesting because i think in some ways um, this is a response to how poorly their other films have done. Like they, it feels like they set out to make these movies and be like, they're comic book movies, but we're not going to make a bunch of references. We're not going to like, you know, wink at the audience at all. And that last scene, that is a, a big old wink. Like that is like, and, and, you know, it's Superman and the Flash having a race and this has happened in the comic books and in the, you know, they had Superman cracking a little joke and, you know, continuing the joke that the Flash doesn't know which way is east. And I was like, Man, okay, this is good. Yeah, and you know what? This is this is one of the first comic book movies that I feel like the third act is stronger than Act One and Two because you finally get these oh, characters definitely. together, and that's a really nice feeling to leave a movie where you're like, yeah, that was fun. Instead of like, yeah, the first hour and a half was good, and then it kind of tapered off. I don't know, you know. So it's good to have this kind of rush and this high as you leave the theater and go like, okay, that was a fun comic book movie. And regardless of what happens with Ben Affleck as as Batman, like doesn't matter because nah, he's the other team is there doesn't matter like you know yeah he's fine. Like i thought he was good here i thought he was good i yeah. enjoyed him but i have I'm, to think i, I have to think know. i have to think those are there's, there's a director's cut because there are two characters in particular that got really pumped up that were in this movie and they're in this movie for like a minute like you've got you know you've got jk simmons and he was apparently like working out like crazy to get big and he wore an overcoat yeah. for the whole movie uh and they got amber heard uh, as another one of the Atlanteans, and they made this big deal about her being in the movie and her and Aquaman, and they have one scene together, and then he just leaves. Like, there's, the, I was like, why yeah. did we care about this? There has to be cutting room floor stuff. Yeah, and I think that you know, I don't like 
I mean, I'm sure we'll get more in the Aquaman film, but I, I didn't like their introduction where he's like, who are you? And she's like, basically within 30 seconds, I got 30 seconds on the set. Yep. Uh, quickly, this is your backstory. Um, this is who you are. Yep. See you later. Bye. It's the whole first third <laughs> of the movie. That's all they do. And I'm certain that, you know, again, people will nitpick at it, but oh, yeah. look, for your average person, like, I don't give a shit about comic books at all, um, but it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing which I think I read somewhere, somebody referred to it as like a 1990s uh, blockbuster film just happening in 2017. Yeah. I'm okay I'm with like, that. That's perfect. It's yeah, that's fine. I enjoy the 1990s films. All right. So before you go, uh, why don't you tell people where they can reach you online and tell you that comic books are really serious business and you should give them more respect? Yeah, they're high art. Apparently, uh, I've seen that Deadpool two trailer. Uh, um, <laughs> right. uh, AB Film Review, Facebook and Twitter. That's that's the places to tell me I'm wrong. So I just happened to see you post your review on Facebook and I was like, aha, <laughs> someone who has <laughs> seen <guy>. it, <laughs> he'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs>